It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're all excited about Auburn's 2024 class, but really, what should be our actual expectation? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. The everydayers know him, but we are joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five, for a little Charlie Tuesday action. A lot of energy, a lot of hype around this class. What are the expectations? Uh, we'll also discuss a little Auburn linebacker action. Will they lead Auburn in tackles this season? And then we'll be joined by Auburn defensive tackle Jason Jones in this show as well. Look, you and I talked a lot over the weekend about all the exciting headlines that were coming out of the, all these official visits and these players teasing and the, the people tweeting out bat signals and the eyes emojis. So I'll pose the question to you, Charlie Five. What are people or what should people's reasonable expectations be? for this 2024 Auburn recruiting class? I think you're going to see, number one, it seems like the staff really enjoys, like, multiple guys going, uh, at like, at once, like a, a little, like a railroad choo-choo train effect. Like, let's get the momentum going, and it may die down. So we may see some, like, cycles of like that. I think, like, the early part of July, you're going to see, mm-hmm. see that, too. And hopefully, again, at the, la- the later part of July – but um, as far as rankings go, like I, I said this uh, on, on the live uh, reaction to Joseph Phillips, I said this on the Walker White commit, like there's nobody that's off limits. There's nobody that's off limits. And this staff, Hugh seems to be able to, when he pinpoints a guy, he seems to be able to put together like some type of plan that he can get that guy. So sure. like, I, I just don't know – who at this point in time, like you look at some of the five stars that that we're in on, you know, you got Perry Thompson, you got Cam Coleman, uh, and there's some big-time offensive linemen that Auburn's going after uh, as well. Like where could could they end up? I mean, I I could easily see this being in like eight to 12 range, eight to 12 range classes. Honestly, like that would be – Anything above that, I'd be sort of a we're uh, a uh, letdown, I guess. We're already at like yeah. That was my following question. If we're sitting here with the fifteenth class, correct? That's is that a is that an L? If that's the case, I would say that would that would be a disappointment. I would yeah. say that would be a disappointment. At the feels end like of it year. right now. Sure. Yeah, I, I would say I would say that for sure. Uh, and you know, again. Our average player ranking is way up there in terms mm-hmm. of like where we stack in in the country. So we're we still we don't have uh, a very large class, but that class could grow exponentially. I, I would expect by the end of July we could be touching you know around thirteen ish commits, and I think at the end of July last year we were somewhere around like five or six, and and we had one kid that right. You know, we weren't even 100% sure would would qualify academically, uh, but we, you know, took for some momentum type things. But but I just – I like where we're going. I like where we're going. These official visits were fun, the, the trying to decipher what bat signals are. We still have not really honed in on the bat signal to commit 
ratio of time, like after it goes out to when it hit. Like we still haven't quite figured that out yet, but it's okay. It's okay. We'll get. We'll, I mean, it's we'll got to be there. on purpose, right? Because I, I think they just want buzz and discussion and, and maybe even a little chaos and pandemonium. Like I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, especially Coach Altridge. I mean, he's just going to tweet stuff out. It's like, yeah, what, it's just what out is there. this about? Yeah. No, I do. I do. I think they get excited. Um, clearly, somebody pulled – a few guys pulled the tri- – must at least – I mean, at least one, maybe multiple guys pulled the trigger over the weekend. And, and people are talking about, like, you know, uh, I hope it's – you know, we didn't do all this for, you know, uh, three-star or whatever. But, like, the difference is, is, like, everybody was there hanging out at the time. So like everybody was in into it and everybody was jacked. So I'm sure if somebody committed, it doesn't matter who it is. Everybody was going to be fired up. You know what I mean? And I also, honestly, it, it was somebody in locked on Auburn discord when if, cause somebody said like, gosh, I hope it's not about a three-star offensive lineman. It's like, we would have killed for a three-star offensive lineman 365 days ago. Get out of here with that. Yeah. And a tackle at that. I think he plays ta- – I think we're talking about – I think most people are talking about Khalil House. Uh, he he played – Which he's, he plays- probably, he's probably a guard at the next level, yeah. but still, I, I'll take it. I'll take it in a heartbeat. And if that's the case, I mean, you just don't see an interior offensive lineman like ranked that high, typically. Yeah, and and again, there could be a there could be a hundred reasons why he's ranked. He's he's started off unranked. You know, does he can't did he camp a lot before before now? Did uh he play on a very good football team? Like could, could that is there is there reasons why he he what didn't have a lot of exposure? Uh, and and now that he's on the radar, you start to see a lot of different schools try to offer him. You know, Ole Miss really tried to get in the game. Yeah, uh, so. I'd be I'd be fired I'd be fired I'm always fired up for offensive linemen. You give well, the me- story that I heard is, is is Freeze watched him specifically for like four or five plays in a row, and they're like, "Offer him, please. I want yeah, him. him." And it's like, okay, well that that's enough. That's, that's all enough for I me. Mean. It's, it's either you trust Hugh Freeze or you don't. And right now, I think we all should trust Hugh Freeze. Yeah, shout out to Jeffrey Lee at on three for that. Okay, uh, was that was and, it Jay Lee Cole, that did that? And Cole, I think from from that uh, from that camp. But yeah, like a guy that watches. Uh, your your head coach watches him do, uh, you know, have some reps. Doesn't say I'm not. I don't even know. Did he like say, "Hey, what's that kid's name?" I think he just said, Shh, "We got get that kid. We got to mm-hmm. offer that. We got to get off that kid. We'll figure out everything else later. That that kid can play." So bring him to the yeah. house, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's house him. Let's house it. <laughs> Take it to the house. No, there's so many so many different ways you can go with that. But yeah, I I, I like I like having these flurries of commits. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm okay if we, you know, if we're, if we save some up, save some up in our pocket and like, we want to have a big, you know, big run. You're, you're, you have three or four pop at a time. Like that's, that's fun. That's fun. I just, from I a podcast it. standpoint, let's spread them out as much as I, possible <laughs> for content purposes. The reaction show, what it means. Eat. show like that'd be great, but I don't think we're going to get that. No, I don't. I think it's going to be, that's a, okay. it's going to be an explosion every, every time we have it, it's going to be an explosion. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll I'm with it. you. I'm with you. All right, so so anywhere between eight to twelve is what you think reasonable expectations should be right now. I would say, I, I mean, I, as much as I have always been a fan of Hugh Freeze, as much as I pull and and have been been mm-hmm. on that side, I would be disappointed in him if we had, unless you know, barring I don't know what what it could possibly be, but like barring some disaster, like I, I would be, I would be very disappointed. And I would say so. Let me ask you was, this. Let me ask you this because I think this is realistic. We're 15-ish. We're slightly behind that 12 mark that you're talking about. But maybe we're top 
eight or 10 in average player ranking, and we have another big portal class. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I would take I would take that. And and I think we're going to I think more. That's probably what you're going to see. I, I, we have I, one more year of big portal class. At least I think we'll have some guys ready at least one or two, because you got to have, you know, at least two years to develop offensive linemen. You need at least two years to get a lot of your bigger uh, SEC defensive linemen developed. Right. And that's really where you build the team. And then you can kind of supplement, you know, you bring guys in. A wide receiver can play early, like Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson. Those guys can play early. Running backs can play early. Um, you can get DBs sometimes that can play early and be, uh, especially corner that can be factors. Yeah. Um, in, in other than, and then you you know you can kind of pick and you know prod where you got to play some where you got where you got to get them from the from the portal or wherever. But sure, it's going to take a while till you can wean yourself off of those linemen from from the portal. So. I would be cool. I would be totally fine with a, a high quality uh, player. And we may not rank, you know, inside the top 10, you know, like I said, somewhere around, you know, like a 10 or 12, as long as the, the quality of player is up there and then bang the portal again, like you did this past off season uh, and have a big December, uh, December and January. I think it I'm makes totally- you better. I, I, I totally, hundred percent. Think it makes you better than you were before. No question about it. All right, Auburn has done a lot with a linebacker position. Who could lead the Auburn Tigers in tackles this season? We discuss in just a moment, right here, unlocked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Fanduel. Baseball is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than America's number one sports book. Of course, that is FanDuel, and right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Charlie Five, do you like free money? I don't hate it. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. So that's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet does not win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Don't miss out on your chance to snag that no-sweat first bet. $1,000. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademark used with permission. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Indeed. Charlie Five, our guest on this Charlie Tuesday, Jason Jones joining us in just a few minutes. But I think the discussion as we kind of speculate, like what is this team going to look like? Who's going to be that guy in the middle of the defense that leads Auburn in tackles? Leaving spring, it seemed clear to me that Austin Keys would probably be the safest bet for that. Of course, a former Ole Miss linebacker. But that room is just so like unclear to me because it's like it seemed like Austin Keys was usually the guy, but then you'd have Woodyard cycle in, you'd have Eugene Asante, Wesley Steiner was coming on late, Cam Riley's the most proven guy based on what we've seen before spring, and then they go out and get a guy who you're a big fan of, Larry Nixon. So I'm going with Austin Keys right now, but that linebacker room is super, super 
I don't want to overuse the word interesting, but like confusing, maybe. Deep. Because How about of, deep? I mean, possibly. Yeah, sure. Possibly, it could be a pretty deep room. Okay. It's, it's, that's cool. You go from I think we went from like no, like almost two, like two players to like five or six that could possibly, you know, play and contribute. Well, and it seemed. I mean, it seemed like Eugene Asante has has. I mean, it just seemed like Eugene Asante and like um, Wesley Steiner. It's like, were they good enough to play? And then it seemed like this coaching staff yeah. worked with them, and now they're solid, like SEC players. Maybe we'll see. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm a big Larry Nixon guy. I really like Larry Nixon. I like bringing in a hundred tackles. You know, you add a hundred tackles to the roster, uh, and I think the way he plays, like this, the position that he plays, we're probably gonna. He's probably gonna be on the field. Uh, a fair amount uh, and, you know, guy that can just find, you know, have a nose to find the football and, and make plays. Um, I, I would not be surprised if maybe if he doesn't necessarily take over to begin with, I think he could be a guy who eventually steps into, you know, having a lot of contributing a lot and, and just making play, having production while he's, he's on the field. Um, so I'm a big Larry Nixon guy. Uh, I don't think you leave. You don't leave a place where you had a hundred tackles, where you could easily go do it again yes. or more, and yes. then come into the SEC unless you feel like you're going to play or you've been told, or, or not necessarily that you will play or that you have a good shot to compete. Uh, I, I'm 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 going my man, Larry. Yeah, there's got to be some self belief there for sure, which you need as a linebacker, but. I'm with you. I just have a hard time believing that the conversation did not at least hint that you would have a very real chance to be a potential starter if you're going to like come with your last year of eligibility. I mean, it's similar like with Shane Hooks and Jair Shorter, and it's like you know these guys are going to play because there's they wouldn't have come here if they didn't think that or at least have some kind of assurance that they would be taken care of in their last year. I also would not be shocked if, like, a linebacker, because there's so many that can play, is not the leading tackler because they're going to be spread out. Those those That production is going to be spread out between so many different guys that can play and rotate in. Like, that would not shock me at all either. Like, the, there's just so many dudes, I think, now. You think that many guys actually play? I, mean, I we, do. We, I think there's at least – I, I think there's at least four to five guys that can play right now that you probably would not see a giant drop off uh, from 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 one to the other uh, out of those five. Is that a they're all good or is that a like they're all like fine? I think it's they're all good to they're good slash fine. I think it's a good a, a fine like, to good type situation. A fine to good type situation, <laughs> like somewhere right in the middle. I think they're all very similar. How about that? And who are maybe, four, who, who are your four then? Yeah, Austin so you got. Keith, Nixon, who are the other two in your mind? Keys, Larry Nixon, and probably like a, uh, I mean, gosh, you, you keep talking about it. Really it really seemed like they liked Wesley Steiner. It yeah, really I'm, seemed like this coaching staff out of, liked out of Out of spring, his name was really big. Then you got Cam Riley and you got Robert Woodyard. And then we have we don't even hardly talk about Demario Tolan, who is probably the most talented of the whole bunch yeah. uh, that, you know, he came on late last season as a freshman. Like, is he could he be another guy that, you know, later in the season rolls around and and he's and he's a factor. So a bunch of guys, I'm telling you, the more you think about it, if you really like put pen to paper, like that room is is very intriguing. Can I tell you something just to think about a few years from now that may get you excited? Yes. 
Joseph Phillips and Demario Tola next to each other. Ooh. That's I, some I athleticism. Mean, put Phillips anywhere on the field, man. That kid. Yeah. He looks like to me. What's funny is, um, so Je- Jeff Holland was came in as a middle linebacker out of out of high school, and that their measurables are identical. They're like six two, two thirty. They're long and they're not like incredibly fat. Like they don't just like burn you off the edge, but they're so wiry, bendy, flexible. It, it just seems like they could just they just like vapor past pass offensive linemen. It's like you you go to block them and there's nothing you can get your hands on. I, it's it's the it's the weirdest so, thing. But they look so much. They look so similar to me. I've been saying that Joseph Phillips is two fifty because that's what his two four seven page says. But he's listed at two thirty five on on three, yeah. and he's listed at two thirty with rivals. I like that much better. <laughs> I think camp. I think when when he measured in at camp, it was like six two two thirty. I think at, at the camp, whenever he I did. like that much better. Me too. Me too. Because um, when he was committed, because that was a big reason he was like considering Georgia's because he wanted to play some off ball stuff. And it's like at 250, you can't do that. Yeah. That makes so much more sense now. Yeah. And I, I still, I'm not, I still don't know that his skill set is middle linebacker. I think he's like a, a, a roamer. I think he's the guy. I think, he, just, I think he wants to do both, and so you tell sure. him that he can do both. You let him do both. <laughs> yeah, you let him do. You let him do. Give him a shot at whatever yeah. he wants to. But ultimately, I think he's going to settle in in that six two, six three, two forty, two forty range, and be a, a like a three tool type linebacker player that can fill the run, fill up, fill gaps for the run. He can rush the passer, and he can drop back in the flat, uh, cover a tight end. You know, a little bit of everything. So I, I just I'm. Man, the linebacker room is the 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 that could be the unsung position group that has like blown up in such a short amount of time uh, from twenty twenty two to twenty twenty four. Like it could be could be incredible. Well, and that's a position group where towards the end of spring he was saying like this this room's gotten better. This room's gotten Absolutely. better, and it's like good. That's that's great. Had that's to fan- have it. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Had to have it. All right, before we jump into our conversation with Auburn defensive lineman Jason Jones, Charlie Five, before your internet cuts out, how can they hear everything that you have to say? I'm on borrowed time. Every time we get going, it's just borrowed time. It's been great Uh, so far. Hurry. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie. You got me. You just got me. Like I'm not even kidding. Yeah, the underscore Charlie underscore five. You can find me in the Locked On Auburn Discord, the Auburn Live, the Corner Message Board, or weekly on the Dab by Golf Five. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jason Jones joins us talking about what they're working on this summer, leadership, new additions, and more right here on Locked On Auburn. Joining us now. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Auburn defensive lineman Jason Jones hanging out with us. And so this offseason, you're kind of attacking the preparation for the season because you're playing multiple positions on the defensive line. Now, not just that traditional nose guard, but also that three technique. How important is that to you and kind of what's the mindset when dealing with that, Jason? Yeah, so I think it's extremely important for a defensive lineman to learn and do different positions, especially when you go to want to go to the next level. because That's how you bring more value to yourself. So God forbid God somebody goes down right. and I play the zero. I was like, okay, well, this guy can play the four eye and then I can move stuff around here. And, oh, he played this over here in high school. Let's try him over there. So it just opens up a lot of different things for multiple people for you being able to play different positions like the three tech versus the zero technique. Is that something you're seeing more with this defensive line group than maybe we've seen in previous years at all? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, Roberts and Garrett are going to allow us to play us in multiple positions uh, throughout the whole year so we can get different looks and stuff like that. So we're predictable. Yeah. How interchangeable is like the nose guard spot versus the defensive tackle spot or the defensive end spot and that Jack linebacker spot. I mean, how different are those positions when you kind of pair them up that way? Um, I, I just think when you go down the line, all of it requires a little bit more speed, mm-hmm. like the nose guard, you're pretty much in the middle. You don't got to move a lot to tackle. You move a little bit more the defensive end, you got to move a lot. And then Jack, you got to, you got to, you know, learn how to, even with the defensive end, you got to learn how to drop, but really the Jack got to learn how to drop and play coverage too. So they're all pretty much similar in, in a sense that they're the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's just every position requires you to be a little bit more athletic, a little bit more mm-hmm. faster, a little bit, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Sure. No, that, that makes total sense. Uh, as far as guys who have stood out, you know, veterans and leaders like yourself, like Marcus Harris, what are you guys kind of preaching to everybody right now as you guys go through summer workouts and, and all that? Yeah, so we have a lot of new guys, whether that's transfers or whether that's freshmen. And I think the number one thing that we want to see is effort, you know, it's going to be hard. Like you're coming to a new environment, new conditioning program and everything like that. It's just, we want you to show effort. Yeah. If you're not doing it right. Okay. You might not do it right. We'll coach you up on that, but we can't coach effort. We just want you to give effort. That's my biggest thing. And don't complain and don't whine. Like, cause that's not attractive. Like that makes your teammates start turning on you for real. That's a culture thing, right? Like and embrace also, it, embrace it. We're getting better today. Exactly. And it, football is not easy. Like you're not always going to have the most fun. Yeah. Losing's hard, not doing getting beat hard, but how are you going to deal with it later on? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess that's the point of summer workouts is you try to, you simulate the failure, right? I mean, that's what working Mm -hmm. out is is you simulate the Mm -hmm. failure. So next time when that gets here, you know, you're, you're you're better through it. You, You mentioned, you mentioned some of the newcomers, who are some of these new guys that have kind of come into campus? They're now enrolled this summer. Um, you haven't seen them play football yet, but you've probably seen them kind of, you know, go through and an approach. 
you know, an SEC workout, an SEC strength and conditioning program. Mm -hmm. Anybody impress you early on? Um, I believe a lot of like the smaller guys, like the deep, the newer DBs, have done an amazing job adapting. Um, I know Darren Reed's doing a good job of adapting. Um, but I think the biggest one for me, and I know he came in and came in January, but it's Keldrick Falk, and I feel like he's came on a lot. Like he's came yeah. on a lot more as a pro. I think he's finally. I think he's understanding, and it's really good that he's understanding now rather than later how to be a pro about stuff like taking care of your body, eating right, and working out and conditioning and stuff like that. So do you, do you think he's kind of paying attention to that because the NFL? is a certainly a possibility for him? Or do you think that's just kind of the way this staff is treating all the players now? I think so. I think it's a little bit of both, but it's also on his end. I think, I think he understands the opportunity that he has here. And the only person that's going to waste that opportunity is him. If you know, if you know what I mean, like the only person yeah. that can screw that up is him. I think he understands that. And he, I think he's, I think he's um, doing an amazing job right now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Jason, you know, there's always a lot of talk and rumors about, you know, player-led workouts and player-led practices. And the mm-hmm. cliche one is like, you know, the quarterback getting receivers and throwing to them. Defensive line, what do you guys do? What's what's the equivalent uh, for you that would be equal to a quarterback throwing to a wide receiver and going through routes? Mm-hmm. What's the equivalent for you? I mean, we just continuously do drills. I think we hone in on the technique and the fundamentals part as much as we can now because we get, we get a lot of time to ourselves to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that – so, yeah, we, we do a lot of drill work, a little a lot of prepping, a lot of install, and then that's how we get our quarterback to wide receiver, quote-unquote, Yeah, working. And we go on the cans. We, we go over the plays on cans. Uh, we do a little – What is cans? What does that mean? So, like, you got five cans, one to lay in the center, two to the guard, two to the tackle. We're just running through our plays on on, on the cans. So like, you, if you're supposed to be in a two-wide, be on, like, the inside shade of that guard of, mm-hmm. of that can. So, that's, yeah. Okay, got it. So, just kind of the mental aspect of, so that way you don't have to think as much in a game, right? Yes, exactly. Especially when you get to prep, you don't got to think as much because you did it so much during the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys try to like block each other or anything like that? Is is that any kind of part we of it? Is it all against looks. like sleds and stuff? Yeah, we give each other like yeah, we're not allowed to use sleds and stuff or not, but we give each other looks like one on one, like on um, taking on different types of blocks. So that's that's the most we can do right now, as far as like, I guess you could say hitting each other. Got it. Got it. I didn't realize it was that limited. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. So. Uh, so the, the mental side of it, as far as alignment, are, are you guys having to do more of that in this defense than the previous defense? Yeah, because we have so many different plays and formations and adjustments now. Like you got to really pay attention to the formations. If you line up wrong, that, that's a 50 yard touchdown that you just got right there, that, that you just gave up. I mean, how many different like realistic options are there? I mean, are there like, is there a ton for like an interior defensive lineman? Like, is there a ton that you've got to, got to focus on? Because like within one play, we got at least four, four or five different checks that you got to look out for, and then within those few checks, you got to maybe change the play or shift the front or change something up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what you guys do defensively because I, I think it's going to look so much different than what we've seen in the past. Because I mean, Roberts' scheme—I mean, it's all over the place, especially you know with, with the defensive front. 
And then the linebackers and his big thing is you don't know who's coming, right? He likes to send four, mm -hmm. but you don't know which four it's going to be. Um, and I'm probably totally butchering it, but that's the way it's been explained to me. Um, folks that have covered him in the past, but I, I can't wait to see it. And it seems like all of you guys have gotten so much more athletic over the off season, which is going to be a big part of it too. Yeah. Um, also my thought, um, that's okay. Ron, Ron, no, Ron has, has done an amazing job of like mixing up fronts and giving us different types of formations and looks. And that, again, that helps. It's going to help us in the game because teams aren't going to know what we're running exactly. Obviously, we have our our simple stuff, our three down stuff, our four down technique stuff. But like every game, we're going to yeah. have different types of game plans for different types of teams. I think it's great. I think that's great. I think that is something that we've lacked over the last few years. So that's exciting. That's exciting for sure. Jason, there's been some kind of talk, chatter, hoopla about um, a group of players being upset from an NIL standpoint about the, the new NCAA video game that we're finally mm -hmm. getting. It's been so, so long. But uh, my understanding of the deal is everybody, every player that's in the game is going to be given $500, but some a group of players aren't happy with that. That's not enough. What are your thoughts on that? You serious? What does that mean? I'll I'll opt I'll forget the money. I'll be in the game for free. Yeah. I don't I don't care. I don't care. Like if I get the opportunity to be in a video game, I'm gonna do it. I as of right now, as me as you know, being a college athlete, I don't care. I wanna be in a video game. Like I've I've been playing I played in CAA since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Now that's back and people are care about money. I wanna be in the game for free. I don't care if I get paid. I just wanna be in the NCAA game. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't turn down the five hundred dollars, though. Oh no, I'm don't, not. Don't I'm, like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take the five hundred. I'm gonna take the five hundred. I'm just saying, I, <laughs> if, if they said we got no money, then I wouldn't care either way. Yeah, have y'all talked about that in the locker room at all? I mean, I imagine oh, I a lot of people feel that way, though. That they just want to be in the video game. I, I really don't pay attention to stuff like that. I, I didn't even know that that was going on. Honestly, gotcha. No, that's that's probably the smartest way to to approach it. But Jason, what are your thoughts on that? Thank you so much for your time, as always, my friend. And um, yeah, we'll talk again soon. Yep. See you later. Thank you. Thank you so much to Jason. Thank you so much to Auburn Mess Board Legend Charlie Five for joining us on the show today. We talk a lot of Cruton uh, later in the week, really all throughout this week and probably next week as well. Uh, you can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.